0: is clear. It's time to change healthcare, have no fear, today is the day, this is the hour, together you know we've got the power, drop the silos, we're all the same team, patients, doctors, nurses, tech and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status quo. Yeah, this is the Healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap.
1: All right, listeners, we've got a treat for you today. I am thrilled to have as my co-host today, I've got Craig Karchner on the line here today. Uh, Craig's the AVP of Growth and Performance Marketing for Honor Health here in Arizona. Craig, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, thanks a lot. I'm excited about it. I've been beefing up on your past episodes. You got some good stuff and you're a funny guy. So looking for some laughs.
1: We do appreciate it. Anyone who beefs up on the program, quite frankly, (laughs) we always look for that first and foremost. So thanks there. (laughs) <laughs> We've been having some fun. In fact, we, Peter and I actually, uh, we gave a shout out to, I was just looking at one of the photos from HCIC from our panel that we did where we were doing some goofy posing afterward. Yeah. Craig and I uh, were on this, we're on a panel together at HCIC, and we talked a little bit about it actually a couple episodes ago. Uh, but I was just looking back at one of those photos. I came across it again where uh, the four of us were doing our, what is it, like our wedding model fo- posing. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. Wearing sunglasses in the indoors, which is always cool.
1: Always cool. Yes. Just adding a little life to, uh, to healthcare marketing. We do what we can.
2: <laughs> yeah. Actually that was, that was a ton of fun. And I had the photo hanging on my whiteboard next to my desk for a few weeks until my staff were enough of them made fun of me for being, I don't know, vain or something. What are just like staring at yourself? And I'm like, no, it was a cool group. We had a good time. I want to remember that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Really what they were probably just hoping to have been in the photo. I get it. So, hey, let's give uh, listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit better, Craig. We're going to dive right in. We're going to talk a little bit consumerism. We're going to talk a little bit about digital transformation in general, being responsible for marketing in a a large health system. Uh, Craig, you've got some great insights and experience there. You've been able to have quite a bit of success leading up to this anyway. So do us a favor. Tell us a little bit about, you know, where you are now and how you got there.
2: I knew I wanted to be in healthcare marketing. I knew marketing, it's kind of a blend of science and art and that's always been attractive to me. The data meets the creative side and then healthcare is just like, you can actually make a difference. I know it, it almost sounds cliche cause everyone says that, but it's true. You can, it's mission driven for the most part. I believe healthcare is a right. And so, The blend of those two things, healthcare and marketing, that was like the dream for me. So I was at Intermountain Healthcare for 15 years, and then this opportunity popped up in Arizona. And so I've been at at Honor Health about a year and a half now, and doing marketing, and then consumer experience and innovation. Those are kind of my things that I just, I love more than anything else. And I think they used to be separate. There was customer experience, and then there was marketing. And more and more, they're like the same thing. It's not different anymore. So... It's great. It really is. I don't know if I'd say dream job because honestly, like, I don't know, owning my own island, being a dictator over a small island nation or something, that, that'd that be pretty cool. But <laughs> shy of that, it's like, it's a pretty cool job. I
1: love it. Yeah, because like marketing and customer experience in the same, same phrase. And I was going to ask you about that. Because like you said, I, I agree. Historically, those have typically been at least handled by separate teams maybe aligned in some aspects because they had to deal with some of you know maybe they're dealing with touch points on the website or you know or so forth but i'm curious how that's gone even having responsibility both sides of that
2: yeah i think you're absolutely right it's uh in other organizations marketing is the epicenter for anything related to the customer anything related to the consumer marketing is like the go-to department the go-to people right they quote unquote own that consumer And so it's logical that customer experience, consumer engagement, well, that is a marketing thing. It's just in healthcare where it's been, it hasn't really been that way. And marketing isn't the epicenter. The clinicians would say that they are the epicenter. They own the, the patient relationship and they're right. They do own the patient relationship, but there's more than just patient. Customer is broader than just patient. And so marketing enters into that discussion and it, Late, you know, more and more lately, I think healthcare leaders are realizing that and that's why marketing and customer experience are, are kind of merging and people are realizing it's the same thing.
1: It's all about consumerism, isn't it? I guess that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, right. Let's unpack consumerism a little bit because that's, that's gonna be the topic of a rap battle today and uh, we're gonna get into that. Cool. Rap Battle. Rap Battle is our segment. For those who are just tuning in for the first time, thank you first and foremost for tuning in. Rap Battle is where we challenge an assumption that's been holding back healthcare. A lot of times it has to do with marketing or technology, sometimes both. And the one this week is gonna be, I'm really excited to hear what Craig has to say about this because I know it's been a focus and a, a passion of yours part of marketing, but we're going to challenge this, this premise. It's a false premise, but I feel like a lot of marketers still use it, that consumerism and patient engagement are the same thing. In reality, they're quite different. I want, I'd want i love to hear your take on that. How are consumerism and patient engagement different, and, and why do people get them confused? Let's start there.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it goes back to what I was just saying, that physicians have led healthcare for hundreds of years. They have been the linchpin, the where all the action happens in healthcare and so they are focused on their quality metrics and on some of those other very clinical focused things right and so it makes sense that they would look at customer engagement well customer in their mind is when a patient comes into their clinic or comes into their hospital or whatever and they start to engage they look at their clinical history they ask some clinical questions so to them patient engagement is That is the same as customer engagement. But in my mind, patient engagement is, that's more like shared decision-making. Engaging a patient is getting them involved, making them part of the patient, part of the healthcare team. So you're informing them. You're making education easy for them to access. You're talking about side effects and about ramifications of different clinical decisions, right? You're really involving them. And that's great. We need to do that. Healthcare desperately needs that. That's patient engagement. But customer engagement, you're a customer long before you enter the doors of a clinic or a hospital. In my mind, consumerism, customer engagement, it's really synonymous with one word. We've talked about this before, Jared. It's competition. That sounds a little odd in healthcare because it's a different sort of competition in healthcare. But we need to understand in healthcare, we have to compete for business. That's the way to focus on the customer more, on the end consumer more is to realize they're not just gonna come anymore. They're not just gonna happen into your doors because of their insurance, or because of their referral from their primary care physician, or whatever. Those things still will happen, but more and more, we have to compete. People are smart, they're researching, they have a lot of choices available to them, and they're going to pick the healthcare avenue, environment for care that is the most convenient, that makes the sen- the most sense for them price wise and personality of the caregivers and so on and so forth that's how we need to compete
1: who are we competing
2: with uh, that's a good question i'd love to hear your thoughts on this too jared but i think we're competing certainly at honor health we have five soon to be six hospitals right and we serve mostly phoenix valley in arizona so we're competing against our immediate competitors the bricks and mortar here in phoenix but more and more and i'm sure this is where you're driving jared it's the the telehealth options it's the the cms the non traditional players walmart i think is doing some brilliant things keep hearing about amazon and what they have in the in the works in regards to healthcare you know is that just going to be they're selling pharmaceuticals or selling dme i don't know what exactly it'll be with amazon but that's who we're competing against everyone talks about amazon right as the example of consumerism for good reason they are They're brilliant. They do an amazing job. I think it really comes down to two things with Amazon in relation to consumerism. One is they provide immense value to their consumers. right? The only way to attract consumers when you're competing like I'm talking about, you can do it through one of two ways. One is provide immediate immense value. The second is be so integrated into a a customer's existing workflow, existing life flow, if you will, that is just so seamless and natural and convenient and easy, right? And those are kind of the same thing in a way, value and the convenience. But when you talk about most of healthcare, even things like the patient portal that are supposed to be focused on the patient, they're not always convenient. They don't provide the type of value, at least, that the consumer is looking for, always. Sometimes they, they have some nice valuable things, but not the immense value that customer's looking for, the consumer's looking for. And then they don't fit, the patient portals don't really fit into a customer's life flow, workflow. It's a different login procedure. They have to download a different app, or they have to go to a different website. It's not. It doesn't fit logically into their flow. I think that's one of the struggles in healthcare.
1: What do you think, Jared? I agree especially with the last part I feel like we' we haven't considered enough how much we are asking a patient or a consumer to change the workflow of their life and that used to be okay you know we used to everyone used to say hey we've got an app that does XYZ just download the app well now everyone has app fatigue I and mean, that, that was several years ago that was the way to to do something but but there's always been different tactics different ways of asking somebody to do something that's not normally part of their routine and guess what that's called friction <laughs> yeah. yeah user friction so if we are not aware of the friction that we're that we're causing by asking somebody to do something it's kind of like asking somebody in any offline form in a direct mail piece like QR codes are an example you know why didn't they take off here in the states cuz they actually took off globally in in other regions for a few years. They never really caught on here. There are a lot of theories as to why, but at the end of the day, there's so much friction involved in that experience. Before it was easy to scan it. You You had to find an app, you had to download it, you had to know to point the camera there. There are things that seem simple these days, but when they were first around, you were asking people to go from an offline medium to an online medium without any knowledge of where they were going. Like that just doesn't fly anymore. And so I think our expectations and the friction that that, that we're asking people to add to their life, those things didn't add up. Uh, the, now there are all sorts of theories in terms of like, you know, Apple didn't put a, a QR, like a native QR code reading app on their phones. And now you just use the camera. But back when they were trying to be big, there were a lot of reasons for it. So not to digress too much, but I, just, I, I feel like, like let's take a step back and ask, ourselves, what are we asking a consumer to do to have a pleasant experience if we're trying to put it on them to say like all you've got to do is like jump through all these hoops and do all these things that you normally wouldn't do, and then you can have this great experience. Well, that's by definition like the exact opposite of consumerism, which is offering <laughs> choices, presenting them, delighting a customer, without them even having to do anything different, without them even knowing that we just made their life easier. All they know is that they they feel great about it.
2: Right, man, you're, you're right on the money as usual. And I think I think that healthcare is finally starting to figure it out. I think the pressure from some of the non-traditional players that I mentioned are changing healthcare. I think, you know, visionaries like you, Jared, who are pushing the boundaries, there are a lot of reasons. The competition, people have more choice. The individual mandate a couple of years ago that started, you know, there, there are a lot more reasons, a lot more choice And it's great to see. It's kind of scary and intimidating, but at the same time, it's super exciting. I can't wait to see where we end up.
0: Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare, content marketing, gotta try something new because innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Hey, we have a new exclusive giveaway from our partners, True North Custom. We're giving a branded infographic to Healthcare Wrap listeners. This is a $1,500 value. This digital asset can be used to promote key service lines, as well as provide your communities with engaging health and wellness information. It can be shared via your blog, social media, and other channels. Visit bit.ly slash healthcarewrap2 today. That's bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number 2 to select your free infographic from the True North Custom library. It's time for you to spread the awesome. Remember Bitly slash Healthcare Wrap and the number two. Tell your whole crew. If you could boil uh, all that
1: down into like one piece of advice for any healthcare marketer who who's who feels they're stuck at that point, like they they get consumerism but they're not able to kind of convince the rest of their their team about it. Like, what what's a first step they can take to to improve how they're addressing consumerism?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think. If I had to boil it down to one, might be market research. You know, if the point to your comment about QR codes, if you logged into a QR code or used a QR code, whatever, scanned a QR code because you were going to get $50 for doing so, or you were going to get a free buffet at the hotel where you were, you would probably do it. So, it's value, right? That's what it comes down to. Well, you're not gonna know what's valuable to you. Maybe 50 bucks doesn't matter to you because you're, you know, Jared, you make millions of dollars doing this podcast. So 50 bucks isn't anything to you. Or buffet, you know, what? maybe that's not valuable to you, but something is. So the whole point is you gotta dig into the consumer's brain. What do they care about? What's valuable to them? What tips the scale to being worth it to engage? And then the second part of that is same thing, market research is figuring out, okay, what's most valuable to you, but then also what are the specific pain points and delight points? Like how how can I remove that friction? Where are your friction points? And how can I get rid of them? It's personalization, I guess, is what it really comes down to. I think when you, when you can show the naysayers the data from the customer research, market research, that's at least the best entree to start some pilots, get them to buy off on just a little segment of it, using that data from the research you've done, and then just try little pilots here and there, improve this, improve that, and uh, build on them.
1: I like that. Well, you talk about delight points. You just hit me up with the delight point, thinking that this podcast makes millions of dollars. So <laughs> there's one right there. Hey, we got uh, got to have a dream, right? Absolutely. Maybe not this week. Maybe next week we'll be at that point. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're trending up, I'd like to think. But yeah, nice. kind of, what we usually do at the end of our rap battle is we kind of say, you know, we, we killed it. Like we, we destroyed that thing. I think it's safe to say just talking through some of these concepts, it's pretty easy to see that consumerism and patient engagement are related, but but very different, and they are so big It's going to take us a long time to get through them. So uh, once again, a very effective rap battle. And uh, thanks to you for for that. And that actually leads us to be able to hit up our next segment, which is just as we wrap up, we we like to give thanks out there. We like to give a shout out. Shout out. So shout out is our segment where we just recognize a person, place, thing, a food. We haven't done food. We've talked about it before, but we just haven't, we haven't gone there yet. But really something that's inspired us or caused us to think about the world in a little different way. And usually pretty quick, food wise, man, I'm, I'm going to get there. All I will say is when I was, when I was shopping for Christmas gifts last night and hit up the the candy aisle. It's amazing how many times, I guess it's a shout out to Christmas candy because you can repackage the exact same candy and literally just like you can charge twice as much by just <laughs> putting like like a third of as much the same amount of candy in like a little candy cane or yeah, the little, the little cardboard box, some other packaging, you know, so the shout outs really more to packaging. Because on the same aisle, I saw the same M and M's in at least three different types of packaging, and the ones that had the least amount, uh, you were charging the most for. So I'm like, maybe I should just start repackaging everything. Maybe you know this should be like 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 the holiday wrap, not the healthcare wrap. You know, I could you know we could just start charging more for it. We could do a lot more with it. Just, just it, it caused me to think, man. It's way too easy to just repackage stuff.
2: Yeah, man. man. You man. need to dub in some holiday songs, behind, you know, as we talk. And we need to be, I don't know, wearing candy canes, something. You're a sucker for the holiday stuff then, huh?
1: Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> uh, I got to say, uh, I'll mitigate that by saying last holiday season. Since then, I have lost 25 pounds. Whoa. And yeah, I actually started committing to uh, to running uh, last Holiday season last December, and that's when that started happening for me. And it was probably because of this glut of holiday candy that otherwise would have just taken over my life. Uh, it's it it could be really bad, but yeah, this year I have turned that around a little bit. So,
2: good for you. My hat's off to you, and especially because my shout out is going to fly in the face of what you just said. (laughs) It's my shout out is to carbohydrates, to carbs, simple carbs, not like whole, not complex whole wheat, good ones. Like, I'm talking simple carbohydrates. Like Pringles and pie. And that's my shout out because, like, Thanksgiving, I'm still on the food coma. I just love carbs. And I keep trying to whittle them down so I can lose weight like you and look all felt like you. But I just, my shout outs to carbs, I love them. Hats off to you, carbs.
1: Okay, best shout out ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in all forms. I'm glad you were specific too because, you know, enough of these like healthy type you know, complex carbs or whatever.
2: No, no, man. It's about, it's, it's pastries. It's, you know, Cheetos. Those are the carbs
1: I love. Right on. Man, well, as always, man, this has been a lot of fun. Any other last words, like anything else you'd like to share with with our listeners? Just anything else uh, regarding consumers or anything we haven't talked about? Just any, any last words you'd like to share?
2: I've been fascinated lately. I read this article in Health IT Analytics publication, and it was about healthcare CIOs are seeing their roles slipping because data analytics are decentralized. So the whole article basically talks about how you can get tools, resources, analytics in so many different ways, it's democratized. And so it was fascinating to me and there are a lot of implications for consumers because in order to personalize, in order to, like we were talking about before, in order to do that personalization and know the consumer and do your market research you need data you need tools you need data analytics and now they're so easy to get the key in this article is integration how do you bring it all together to personalize for the individual consumer that's the key and it's what we've got to focus on patient portals haven't really done it they haven't been that integrator they haven't worked what is the central integrator going to be i don't know but i'm fascinated by the prospect that it's the democratization tools is making it possible to do well it sounds like we have
1: even more work to do as marketers yeah never an end so how do our listeners get a hold of you Craig if they want to connect with you what's the best way for them to do that
2: I'd love them to hit me up on LinkedIn or uh, just find me at Craig Karchner. Uh, same with Twitter. i pretty active on Twitter. So at Craig Karchner is my handle. and I'd love to love them to hit me up anytime.
1: Right on. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, it's been great. And on behalf of Peter and myself, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, thanks. That's a wrap.